to episode 25 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I am your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing the first two games of the NLCS between the Braves and the Dodgers, in which the Atlanta Braves took both of the first two and take a commanding 2-0 series lead over the Dodgers. So we'll get into it right now, starting with game one. The pitching matchup was uh, no surprise for the Braves. It was Max Freed. And for the Dodgers, there was a little bit of um, wondering what they were going to do, um, if they were going to try to throw Max Scherzer again after using him to close out Game 5 of the DS. But they elected to go with a bullpen game and started Corey Kniebel to be the first man out of the pen in this one. So it'll be Max Freed and Kniebel. Um, and the Braves get on the board first in this one. It was all started with a Eddie Rosario single, who was actually leading off this game for only the second time this year of him um, in the leadoff spot. But he has a leadoff single to start the game. Um, he gets he's still second and gets to third on an Aussie ground out, and then he scores on a wild pitch. So it was one to nothing Braves pretty quickly, um, all the way until just at the top of the very next inning when Chris Taylor tied it with a single. So I made it one to one, and then in the fourth, Will Smith of the Dodgers, not the Braves, um, had a solo shot to make it two to one in the top of the fourth. But in the bottom of the fourth, the Braves respond right back with a homer of their own. Um, this one from Austin Riley, which was just a rocket down the left field line, uh, crept around the foul pole, and uh, tied the game up at two. So. And the score stayed that way all the way up until the ninth inning. Um, the Braves, like not much happened from um, from then to the ninth. Just um, some jams getting out of getting getting got out of by both teams, the Braves and the Dodgers, both had opportunities to score um, before this before the ninth inning, but it didn't happen until the ninth. And we'll start off right here in the top of the ninth, actually. So it is Will Smith into pitch. Upper Pujols let off the inning, and he popped out. Then Pollock pops out, so two relatively easy outs for Will Smith. But then he walks Chris Taylor, puts runner on first, and then they pinch hit Cody Bellinger in this spot. And Cody Bellinger hits a base hit. And for some reason, Chris Taylor, he, he rounds second, tries to go to third, but then just stops right in the middle. Um, like he just panicked and knew he was caught at third, so he tried to get back to second. But Dansby had the ball right at the bag. And they uh, get him in a rundown. They eventually get him out. So a huge break for the Braves right there because the Dodgers had something going with two outs and um, just a boneheaded error by Chris Taylor, something that the Braves are used to um, from from what Adam Duvall was doing back in the NLDS. But, um, yeah, so that was a huge break, and that sent us into the bottom of the ninth. Um, Ozzy had a bloop single with one out, and then he stole second. Um on like the, se the, the second or third pitch of the at-bat where Austin Riley was up. And then Austin Riley just kind of loops one off the end of the bat down the left field line, and he walks it off. So the Braves take game one on a walk-off. They went three to two. Um, Austin Riley was the guy in this game, obviously. He had the home run and the walk-off. But uh, Ozzy set it up with the single and the stolen base, which he almost actually got picked off right before. <laughs> And I'm uh, sorry if I'm uh, sniffling or sound a little stuffy. I'm a bit under the weather right now. But um, anyway, yeah, Ozzy set it up with that stolen base. Pretty gutsy right there with Riley up, but he still got it done, and it paid off. He might have scored from first anyway on it because Riley kind of hit one into the corner. But um, nonetheless, it worked out, and the Braves take game one, a game they, in my opinion, they absolutely had to win to 
can really have a shot in the series, and they do 3-2 to two in Game 1. Now we'll move on to Game 2, which was another fantastic game. But this one, I think, was a bit more wild than the first one. So we'll start out at the top of the first. Um, this Ian Anderson pitching for the Braves. Like I said, it's Max Scherzer for the Dodgers after they don't use him in Game 1. So Scherzer versus Anderson. And the game gets started off on a pretty rough note. Uh, Mookie Betts led off with a bloop single that Dansby almost made a really nice catch on in the shallow left field, but he couldn't come up with this. So just a very, very lucky single for Mookie. And then the very next pitch... Ian Anderson hangs a curveball in the top of the zone, pretty much just batting practice for Corey Seager, and he hit it out into the Braves' bullpen, I believe, to make it 2 to nothing within the two, two first batters of the game. Um, yeah, so not a, not a great start for Ian. He does get out of the inning without any more damage. I actually got pretty lucky because Bellinger kind of connected with one, um, but hit it right to Adam Duvall in the center, so no more further damage. Even though there were a couple runners on with Bellinger hitting, he uh, got out of it unscathed except for the two runs. Uh, then the Braves come up to three at the bottom of the first, and Anderson held him at bay um, through three innings, actually. And so no, no, only the two runs he gave up. He only goes three innings in this one, which I thought was the right decision because Ian just really didn't have it tonight, or yet, or last night, rather. But um, being able to hold him at two was actually a, a nice and a good way to battle for Ian, even though that wasn't his best start. Didn't have this good stuff at all. Being able to just hold them at two runs is pretty important, I think. So, yeah, he, he gets out after three. Um, Jesse Chavez comes in to pitch in the fourth. He has a one, two, three inning on just six pitches. Uh, so Jesse Chavez continues to be really good. Um, then we'll move on to the bottom of the fourth, and this is where the scoring starts for the Braves. Mozzie um, flies out to start the inning, but then Riley walks, and Jock Peterson hits an absolute bomb off of Max Scherzer over the chop house on a hanging slider right in the middle of the zone, and he did not miss it. I believe it was 454 feet, uh, the longest home run of this postseason. He absolutely crushed it. Um, it's one of the only times I've ever seen a ball go that high up in the chop house and go over it. You really don't see that very often, so you, that's how you know Jock really connected with the, this one. So, yeah, Jocktober continued right there because that ball was absolutely annihilated and the game was tied in the fourth inning. We head to the fifth now. They bring in A.J. Minter um, to take over for Jesse Chavez, even though Chavez just had a six-pitch inning. Um, so it was a bit like, – I, I thought they could at least leave Chavez in to face Mookie the right-hander, but they did, and they bring in Mentor, and he walks Mookie. He gets Seager to pop out, and then he um, gets Trey Turner to pop out. Then they have to intentionally walk Will Smith to get the Lux, and it works out because Lux flies out, ending over, no damage. Um, Braves do nothing in the bottom of the fifth. Top of the sixth, uh, the Dodgers put base runners on again with a Chris Taylor walk, and then but Tyler Matza gets out of it um, with him on third base by striking out upper pool holes to end the inning. So Braves getting out of more jams in this one. Um, kind of been the theme of their whole playoffs just for the bullpen, getting out of the jams. They're doing it in the Brewers series, and they've done it in this Dodgers series to start it out. Move on to the bottom of the six. Uh, Joe Kelly comes in for the Dodgers, and he gets a one, two, three inning. He look, he's looked really good in this series so far. And then we go to the top of the seventh where things get pretty rough for the Braves. Uh, Mookie leads off with a walk. Then they get Seager to strike out and Turner to strike out. But then, so they got Mookie on 
Mookie on second because he stole a base with two outs, and they intentionally walk Will Smith again, and they bring up Justin Turner to pinch it for Gavin Lux, and in response to that, Luke Jackson comes in for Madsik, and then he accidentally hits Turner with a slider that puts runners on first and second, um, or, or bases loaded actually because they walked Will Smith, so the bases are loaded now, and that brings up Chris Taylor who hits a bloop hit into center, and Heredi was brought in for defense on a double switch, and he misplays the ball, um, kind of got stuck in between whether he should die for it or just field it on a hop, and he just completely whiffed on it. Um, two runs scored on the play, but I think even if Heredia does glove that ball cleanly, two runs are going to score. The only harm done really with it was um, that Chris Taylor got to advance the second on the play, uh, but... Yeah, I think it was getting kind of blown out of proportion because it was a bad play by Heredia, but it didn't really cost the Braves anything because even if the ball just lands in front of him and he gloves it, two runs are going to score because runners were running on contact with two outs, and it was just a blue pit. It wasn't hit very hard at all. So just kind of unlucky there uh, with some weak contact. But then they went, they intentionally walked Bellinger right after that, and then they get A.J. Pock to strike out. So Luke Jackson kind of uh, puts out the fire a bit. Braves do trail 4-2 to two now in the game. And then they do nothing in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, Travis Darno walked, but Dan's been into a double play, so nothing came of that. Top of the eighth, Chris Martin actually came into pitch after not being on the NLDS roster. And he had a 1-2-3, and he looked pretty solid, actually. So uh, a good outing for Chris Martin. Good to see him look solid in this game because the Braves could use some more bullpen depth. And we've to the bottom of the eighth, and this is where things get really fun uh, for the Braves. The Dodgers actually bring in their game four starter, Julio Rios, to pitch the eighth inning with all the lefties up with Rosario and Freddie do up. But um, Rosario actually singles out off of them to start the inning, and then Freddie finally makes contact after starting the series 0 for 7 with seven strikeouts. Finally makes contact. It's a fly ball on the left. And Rosario with a really gutsy tag up from first to make it to second. Um, not like I don't love that, but he, it, it it worked out, so it's fine. But yeah, that was really really gutsy. And if he gets done out there, that's a really bad look. But he didn't. He was safe. And that was the first of many uh, close calls on um, on the base pass in this inning for the Braves. So, very next batter, Ozzy Albies, it's a base hit, and here comes the next questionable base running decision, as um, it, was, it was barely barely made out of the infield, he just kind of beat the shift, and um, they they wave home um, Rosario, Ron Washington does, and Rosario makes an amazing slide, if he doesn't make this slide, he's definitely out, so that was huge, and I'm getting reviewed, but the call stood, um, he was safe, but yeah, just a acrobatic slide to avoid getting thrown out right there from Rosario so that was huge um, and then Austin Riley very next pitch he hits an absolute rocket into left center over the head of Mookie Betts almost was a home run he just missed it and then they wave Ozzy all the way around home to home um, Ron Washington does and um, the throw like kind of actually beat him but it wasn't caught by Will Smith so uh, um, Ozzy scored. The game was tied at four to four, and that's all they get. That's all they would get in the eighth inning. So game is tied, heading into the top of the ninth, and it is Will Smith time for the Braves and the Dodgers actually. But Trey Turner actually led off the inning, and the first pitch he hit, he absolutely crushed one um, to left field, and I thought that it was like way out off the bat. 
but it, it just died right at the warning track. Thankfully, and Eddie Rosario caught it, and that was the first out. And then we had Will Smith versus Will Smith in the playoffs, which is a scary thing for Braves fans after what happened last year. But Will, Will Smith of the Braves strikes out Will Smith of the Dodgers, and then Will Smith also strikes out the pinch hitter Austin Barnes, and we head to the bottom of the ninth. Things still all tied up. Um, the inning starts with Travis Darno shattering his bat and getting a single, and they bring in Christian Pache to pinch run for him, which is the right move. Um, Pache is much faster than Darno, um, but here comes the wrong move immediately after um, because. They try to bunt with Dansby Swanson, and he does get it down, but he hit it like he. It's a tough thing to do, but he bunted it, and it came really hard off the bat, right back to Brewster Gratterall, who's pitching. And I'll get to him in a second. And they throw out Pache at second, and so he just pretty much just handed the Dodgers a free out. And um, one reason I really hate this bunt is because Heredia is on deck after Dansby, and he's just really not much of a threat. And uh, Dansby is a good fastball hitter, so you kind of, like, I, I hate taking the bat out of his hands there. And another reason is that Bruce Gratterall throws, like, 102 miles an hour on average, pretty much. And um, so, yeah, trying to land on a bunt against a guy who throws that hard with arm side run on it as well um, is going to be tough. And he, he did get the bunt down, but bunting off of guys that throw that hard the ball is just going to go so far off the bat and it's going to make it way easier for them to get that force plate second and that's exactly what happened so yeah i thought that was pretty a pretty bad decision by the braves there to bunt i absolutely hated that um but we'll move on next batter like i said was guillermo heredia and he actually has a somewhat productive out he grounds out but it wasn't a double play because he was a soft hit ground ball and dance gets to go to second on the play and then they bring in Kenley Jansen to face Eddie Rosario. And um, Kenley throws one pitch, and Eddie absolutely smokes it, almost decapitates Kenley. And it gets under the glove of Seeger and rolls into center, and the Braves win on a, another walk-off back-to-back games to start the series. Eddie Rosario, the hero in this one, his fourth hit of the game, wins it for him. Dansby came around to, to score, but Eddie absolutely smoked that ball. It was 105 miles an hour off the bat. Um, so yeah, he absolutely crushed it. Jansen almost got his glove on it and at least like deflected it, but it just missed his glove and Corey Seager couldn't corral it, which I thought he, he definitely should have. That's a play he probably needs to make, uh, to at least knock it down and keep it in the infield. Um, you know, Eddie might've still been on first and, but it would have kept Dansby on third. But, um, thankfully he didn't. Thankfully he, it, it uh, squeaked under his glove. And the Braves walk off again and take a 2-0 series lead for the second year in a row against the Dodgers and the NLCS. So just another massive win. Getting both of these wins at home are huge. Heading into L.A. for three. And, uh, yeah, just really, really nice um, because if you do split these two games, there is that chance that you don't come back to Atlanta and you could get swept um, on, on the road in L.A. and That'd just be the series. That is impossible now. If even if the Braves somehow lose all three games in LA, the series will come back to Atlanta. So that is that is a huge thing, and hopefully that's not the case. But um, yeah, that not being not this series not being able to end in LA is just giant for the Braves, and that's just uh, kind of obvious, but definitely worth saying. So we'll get into uh, looking ahead at these other games now. Uh, game three, the pitching matchup has been announced. It's Walker Buehler for the Dodgers versus Charlie Morton for the Braves. Um, Morton got pushed back for game three to give him a little extra rest after he pitched on short rest in the NLDS, which um, I think it's a 
fine move if you just need if he actually needs the extra rest. But if this is just if this was just because you didn't want Ian Anderson to pitch in LA, I didn't like it. But um, that's kind of old news now at this point, so I won't harp on that too much. But yeah, these next three games in LA, um, the Dodgers have already announced their game four starter is Urias. Uh, the Braves probably have to go with some kind of bullpen game in that one. And then if if, if necessary, if a Game 5 is necessary in the series, it should be Max Freed for Atlanta um, and probably a bullpen game for the Dodgers then too. So uh, the, the Braves win two of these games in L.A., they will win the series in either four or five, which is pretty wild. Um, I don't know if I predict that to happen, but, yeah, the Dodgers have to win two out of three in L.A which um, I'm sure they're favored to do that. I'll probably pick them to do that. But, yeah, it's it's not what they expected the situation to be heading back home to play in this series. Uh, so, yeah, just really the main thing for the Braves in these three games is don't lose all three. Um, I think as long as they get one of these games, they're in, uh, they're in fine shape because if you win one of these games, worst-case scenario is you're heading back to Atlanta up 3-2, and you just got to win one of the two at home, and you're in the World Series. So I think if they, I mean, obviously if they win two, they win the series, but you at least got to get one of these. Um, obviously, if you lose all three, you're not dead yet, but you're in a really rough spot. So don't do that. But if you can just win one of these, you are in pretty good shape, in my opinion. You know, you'd love to win two and just finish this thing out in four or five, but... Um, that's a bit of a wishful thinking on my part and um, on others. Um, I think everyone's kind of expecting this team to come back to Atlanta for a, a game six or possibly seven, um, and I, I'd probably predict that too. Um, at this point, it, before the series, I, I predicted Dodgers in seven. Um, that could still happen, but with Braves going up 2-0, the Braves are definitely the favorites um, on the betting markets and all the projections, and definitely in my mind too. I think the Braves are probably going to win this thing in six now, um, just just how, how things are shaking up um, and how things are looking and how the Dodgers used Julio Arias and how he got rocked, and Max Scherzer after the game saying that his arm felt dead and that he just had nothing left, which is not a good sign for the Dodgers. Um, they're they're hoping on Bueller to stop the bleeding in, in Game 3, and if Bueller doesn't have a good outing and Charlie Morton shoves, you know, and the Braves somehow go up 3-0, it is, it, it, that would be something. That would be something. Um, all the pressure is on the Dodgers in this Game 3, and it is nice now um, that you were able to steal Game 2 with Ian Anderson and you have Morton here for Game 3. And if you can win this Game 3, man, you have your foot so far down on their neck and all you have to do is just do a slight twist and they're done. So, yeah, big Game 3. Um, bigger for the Dodgers than the Braves, but it's still giant for the Braves if they could somehow squeak this one out and go up 3-0. That would be just giant, and that goes without saying, honestly. So, yep, Game 3 will be Tuesday. At, uh, this one's actually a 5 o'clock start, 5.08. Charlie Morton, Walker Buehler, um, Braves with a chance to go up 3-0. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe next time we're talking, the Braves have already clinched. And, you know, if the Braves do clinch in L.A., I probably will get back on here to talk about the World Series and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, that would that would just be insane. And this is series just got off to a crazy start, and the Braves have all the momentum heading into LA. You know, they're feeling good, and they got you know I think going into the postseason, this is the guy they feel best about on the mound, and that's Charlie Morton. Uh, the, the Dodgers do have Walker Buehler, and he has been one of the best pitchers in baseball, Cy Young candidate, all that. He's very good, but the Braves are definitely the favorites in this series now, and um, yeah, if they can just 
they're two wins away from the World Series. Uh, this Braves team, it's weird to say, thinking of all the stuff that's happened, but they are two wins away from the World Series. Pretty crazy stuff. So um, I think that'll about do it for this episode. If you made it this far listening, I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, if the Braves do clinch in L.A., I will probably get back on to talk about the World Series. But um, really, right after the Braves clinch, whenever it is, I'll probably be back on to discuss. Um, you know, I don't know if the ALCS will be decided by then or not. But um, if it is, we'll do go ahead and do the preview of either the Red Sox or the Astros if they do clinch. Um, but, yeah, it would be nice if they could clinch this in L.A., but I'm not expecting it. I think it's going to come back to Atlanta, and hopefully the Braves can hold serve and finish this thing out and uh, make up for the run-finished business last year. That would be awesome. So that will do it for the episode. Like I said, if you made this far listening, I really appreciate it, and I will see you in the next one.